Welcome to the Simple Walk Podcast. We're Craig and Diane Brown, and today we're going to be talking about knowing God and how we can really understand the Spirit of God in relation even to our own spirit. The big question is, how do we know that we know God? Let's get started. So we were sitting in our family room this morning talking about 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and we thought we would just bring you into the conversation with us. Specifically, we were kind of thrown around verse 11, so 1 Corinthians 2.11, for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him, even so no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God, and on to 12, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. And verse 11, it says, For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? So that's the individual person's spirit. Yes, it is. Like, I don't know inside of you. I mean, I know you. But really, the reality is when I meet somebody on the street or I meet somebody I'm sitting, I I don't know. Or even people who are friends or family. Yes, exactly. No one knows what's going on inside of a person except for the spirit of that person, which is in them. Right. You only know you really. And I only know me really. So we all have this thing where nobody knows the inside of the other person, but it says the same thing. Even so, with that in mind, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God, which is the Holy Spirit. But the only way to know God is to have access into Him. Then it goes on, and now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. So the Spirit of the world... What is that? Mm-hmm. Well, that goes back to then to explain that, I suppose you would have to go to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 and 2 there, where it says that we all once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So that's actually um, what that the spirit of the world is this spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience. That means people who are not living for God, who have who are rebelling against God. They don't want God to come into their life. Jesus said in uh, John, we could probably turn there. That's a good way to, good place to go. But John uh, 3, right after where it says John three sixteen, you know, mm-hmm. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But then, do you have that? I do. Could you read that? 17, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And continue. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. And go ahead and continue for a bit. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so it it goes on to say, for everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. That's That's that spirit in in us. us. That's it. Exactly. (laughs) It's It's the darkness that we had in us before the light of Christ shone his light. (laughs) Exactly. In Ephesians where it says, 
Y'all once walked. Y'all once walked according mm-hmm. to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. The sons of disobedience is, is all that? the people. Find... That would be uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse starting with verse 1, 2, 3, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got mm-hmm. it. Okay. And uh, mm-hmm. so that's kind of an explanation of what that's talking about. That is that spirit. It's this rebellious nature. We don't want to come to the light lest our deeds should be exposed. We don't want to have the love of God telling us what to do. But when God does reveal himself to us, when, when all of a sudden the light of God comes upon us and we see, right? We, we see that, whoa, we've been walking in darkness we see that there's the love of Christ, the love of God is available to us. You know, here you have somebody who laid down his life for us, who just went through horrific things for us to be able to have access to the Father. And so because of Jesus' sacrifice, because of his obedience before God, he enabled us to be able to come to the Father. He died and he rose again and he's seated right now at the, hev- and at the right hand of God, the Bible says. And so he gave us access to the Father through him. And so by that access, the Spirit of God can now live and dwell inside of us. How does someone know that the Spirit is dwelling in them, like truly dwelling? Not, not just that moment when someone, you know, like has that realization or when the Holy Spirit draws them into a relationship with Christ, you know, at the very beginning, don't you think it's sort of, it's demonstrated like absolutely by like the fruit of the spirit in Galatians 5.22 and, you know, it on, is around there. So if we're living our life guided by the spirit, like walking in the spirit, then it's going to look like the fruits of the spirit in our life and how we treat others. It really is. It's going to come out in the nature of God. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. We begin to fellowship in Him and we love Him. When you love God, you're praising Him. You're thanking Him. The Bible talks about being thankful when you wake up in the morning. You know, walking with God is is not just something that we look at Him and we say, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. I got saved. I remember the date and I remember when I got baptized and I got saved. And then I, and I go to church every Sunday and I do my part and I, you know, give and I do all of these things. Walking with God is not like that. That's really uh, a head knowledge of your experience with God. Really what God wants you to do is to accept him as your Lord and Savior when you receive him. And by that, you experience his grace. It's interesting because God is all about us experiencing him. And if we're experiencing him, that means that we're worshiping him, we're praising him. And the Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. And so as we go through that process, his nature begins to be manifested inside of us. And that process comes by us getting into his word and reading like we were reading. And there's some just magnificent things in the word of God that just bring to light who he is. And, um, you know, read the book of John, read all of these areas and just meditate on them. And they begin to transform you and transform your mind when you start to know God in a wonderful way. That's kind of a, you're praising him, he inhabits the praises of his people, and his nature begins to take fold in you. I can't remember the verse we were talking about this morning before we turned the mics on mm-hmm. um, that talked about walking. Um, that would be in Galatians. It's in the end of the fruit of the Spirit. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. If we in verse twenty five Galatians five twenty five if we live in the spirit let us also walk in the spirit we went in and looked at what's the Greek word for walk 
Yes, really important. Because how can you live in the spirit and not walk in the spirit at right. the at the same time? Um, do you have that Greek? I do. Well, let's I do. look at it. Let's let's examine um, it for a second. The Greek, and I will massacre Greek words if I try to pronounce them. Stoicheo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Good job. Um, it's a, from a derivative of another word um, to range in regular line, but it. The part I think that stuck out to you and me is to march in rank, or actually what it says here is to march in military rank mm-hmm. or keep step. I know I know you really liked that. Well, I, I really did like that because, um, you know, the reason why I like that is not because, you know, we should all go out and put on army gear. That's not the whole, that's not what it's saying. And for sure, some people would look at that and they're going, oh, yeah, we're an army, you know, oh, yeah. Well, but, and it's also not legalistic either. Well, exactly. So, no, it, what it's saying though, what it's talking about when it's talking about the walk, a walk, think about a walk. Think about a walk. A walk is, I can't walk unless I actually put effort into putting one foot in front of the other, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so what it's talking about is the process of walking. It's talking about this walk that we have in Christ. Think of the word in. This is a process and a walk that we have in Christ. The only way to avail yourself of the fullness of God, the things that Christ has in himself to offer us through God is to walk in obedience. This is a walk that has to be disciplined. This is a walk that you have to determine within yourself that you're going to live in obedience to God. And that's where it gives a militant type picture. It's talking about be disciplined. Mm -hmm. There's really no, there's no room for not being disciplined. Well, and the whole Bible calls us to be disciplined in our in our life with him. It's true. And you know, a lot of people, when you hear me say this, you're going to go, uh, but I don't want to. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, I want to uh, do what I want to do. Well, it's so true. And see, that's the part where it causes you then to not be able to to receive the fullness that God has for you. And it comes, and this is not a bondage thing. This is a thing of falling in love with Jesus. You see, Jesus made a way for us, each one of us, and I'll probably say this again and again and again. He walked this walk. He is the one that gave us the roadmap to be able to get to where the Father wants us to be, and that's in His presence always. And you know, you have to remember that eternity isn't a future thing. Mm-hmm. We're, we're in eternity now. We're just in eternity here on earth in our fallen state, you know, and then eternity continues after we die. Mm -hmm. So it really is important what we're doing here, what we're saying, how we're, um, how we're living and to start that process, you know, of eternal living now. It's true. See, we become a reflection Either you're going to reflect that fallen nature or you're going to reflect Christ. The only way to, re- to be a reflection of Christ is to be obedient to Christ because he knows that you have a fallen nature. And he, what happened with Jesus dying and resurrecting and conquering that fallen nature, 
Bible says he made a public spectacle over this, this ruler of this age that we talked about. He did. He conquered him. So in Christ Jesus, you can live a life that is full of the fruit of the Spirit, the love and the joy and the peace and the patience and the kindness and the goodness and the faithfulness and the gentleness and the self-control. You can have all of that moving inside of you as necessary. The fruit of his Holy Spirit can come out of you, but you have got to live a life that is set apart unto him from the time you wake up in the morning. Yeah, we have to. <laughs> you know, this is obviously this is a, a life that we also strive to attain in our own selves. But it's something that we must do together. This is the cool thing about it. We are in eternity, and we're, we are in eternity together. You and I and Diane and all of us who love the Lord Jesus, we're in eternity together. And it's our hope that this time together, when we're doing these episodes, we hope that our fellowship with you is just about eternal things so that we can fellowship together in God's eternity that he has. Like Diane talked about, it's happening right now. We're in it. And so we need to learn, though, to, to let the things that are of the world fall by the wayside so that we can be focused and we can live a victorious life and so that our lives can shine forth the light of Christ and the love of Christ. And then people around us, whether it's our family or the people at work, when we go out and about, if we have a determined focus that is letting Jesus be Lord of our moments, and then he becomes the Savior of our moments. He's our Lord and Savior, but he's got to become your Lord. He's got to become all in all, and you've got to be totally engulfed in, in his love. That's what it's all about. It's just mm -hmm. all about love. Mm -hmm. And so in verse 25, it says, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So you're in Galatians. I'm in Galatians, yeah. yeah. And now I'm the verse 26 to finish the chapter. It says, let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. This is all really about just the love of Christ. The love of God is the first one of the fruits. The whole nature of God is love. All that he desires for you is built out of love. He loves you. He wants the best for you. He wants the best for us. He is so excited about you being a part of his family and about us being part of his family. He loves our fellowship with him. He loves being our Lord. He loves everything about us. And he loves you so much. And we love you so much. And we just thank you so much for being with us today. God bless you. I'll see you on the next episode.